0: With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Two positives for COVID-19 from the 589 tests carried out since Friday's report. Both are travelers who tested positive as part of the routine screening program and will remain in isolation until considered recovered. The islands have now increased the number of people vaccinated for COVID-19. 56% of the estimated population has received at least one dose, and 48% have completed the two-dose course. Police have reopened the roadways after a fatal collision involving a motorcycle and car Sunday evening along Northwest Point Road in West Bay. A 31-year-old West Bay man on a motorcycle died in the crash. And a 38-year-old man is under arrest on suspicion of causing death by careless driving and driving while impaired. If you have any information that can assist in the investigation, you're urged to call the Traffic and Roads Policing Unit at the number 649-6254 or the Georgetown Police Station at 949 949- 4222. There are changes to how your biometric data will be collected for visa and British citizenship applications. Radio Cayman's John Anglin has more.
1: The governor's office says it is using a new provider for UK biometric services starting Tuesday, May 4th. For the past six months, the governor's office has been handling biometric collection, assisting 130 UK citizenship applicants and 162 UK visa applicants. Now the service will be available at the OceanSide Group Suite on the fourth floor of the Genesis Building in Georgetown. You will be able to book the appointments online. If you already have a confirmed appointment with the Governor's Office, you should attend the new venue of Genesis House on the day and the time you have been given, unless told otherwise by the new service provider. His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper says he would like to give special thanks to the staff in his office, in collaboration with the High Commission in Jamaica and UK Visas and Immigration, for organising a quick solution in response to challenges posed by COVID-19. In particular, the restrictions on UKVI staff travel to Cayman to deliver the service directly as was done before the pandemic. Biometrics will no longer be taken at the government administration building. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin.
0: The National Trust for the Cayman Islands expresses concern about the clearing of mangroves. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more.
2: The National Trust shares their concerns that development projects in the Cayman Islands are not properly assessing the potential effects it could have on our island's natural environment. Catherine Childs, Education Programs Manager at the National
0: Trust. The National Trust is supportive of responsible and sustainable development. However, all proposed development should demonstrate both clear benefits to our people and careful consideration of the very environment that is protecting our islands. Recommendations issued by groups such as the DOE, the NCC, and other experts should be followed to ensure maximum protection of these sites and to minimize the disruption of ecosystems. Mangroves provide
2: habitats for juvenile fish and threatened species. They provide an effective storm buffer during hurricanes and tropical storms and also help to prevent erosion and are effective
0: at storing carbon. Once developed, it is extremely difficult, if not impossible, to restore the critical biodiversity nature has created. Climate change is a reality for our small islands and we can no longer ignore the protection that our environment provides to keep current and future generations safe. 72% of Grand
2: Cayman's west side wetlands have been lost between 1976 and 2018. For Radio Cayman News... I'm Felicia rankin
0: Senior Research Officer for the Department of Environment, Dr. Croy McCoy, says the long-term consequences of the deadly stony coral tissue loss disease will be felt as it relates to the public purse. With tourism being one of our major pillars, economic pillars here in the Cayman Islands, so that said, you know, all efforts should be embraced to try and curb, halt, or stop this disease the disease has affected more than 20 species of Grand Cayman Reef-building corals, and Mr. McCoy says this has far-reaching consequences as we lose those over time. But even a fish assemblages, so it's, it's a knockdown effect that in the end, you know, you, you, it has a very cumulative effect on our tourism products, so to speak. The stony coral tissue loss disease, also known as Skittle D, was first spotted in Florida in September 2014 and has since spread to several locations across the Caribbean, as far as Belize and Mexico. The DOE has implemented a national response plan for the Cayman Islands and efforts are ongoing to come up with ways to slow its rapid progression. Turtle nesting season officially opens in Cayman and there are a few things you need to keep in mind. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego explains.
3: Turtle nesting season runs from May until November. And during this time, the Department of Environment is encouraging residents to help protect these threatened species. During turtle nesting season, the DOE says it is illegal to disturb turtles in the water or on the beach, and this includes interfering with nests. The DOE encourages residents to turn off beachside lighting unless you have turtle-friendly lighting installed. Don't use any flash photography or flashlights if you see a nesting turtle. Keep a distance of 50 feet if you see a turtle in the water or on the beach. Remove unnecessary beach chairs and tables from the beach. Stack all beach chairs at the end of the day. The DOE says if you plan on doing a bonfire, you must apply for a bonfire permit. In addition, the DOE says report any tracks to the turtle hotline via WhatsApp to the turtle hotline 938-NEST with a photo showing any landmarks and a location description. Do not rake or cover any suspected turtle activity and report any suspected illegal activity to 916-4271 or call 911. Shanda Gallego, Radio k
0: The Cayman Islands could finally see some relief from the heat. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller brings us more from the National Weather Service's monthly climate all-in-one bulletin.
2: Every month, the National Weather Service sends out the report, which breaks down some of the more interesting weather events over the last few months, as well as teeing up what's to come. According to the report, average temperatures range between 68 and 89 degrees Fahrenheit in March, with average temps clocking in at 80 degrees. Looking ahead, the National Weather Service says between May and June, Cayman usually sees frequent and heavy showers. July will showcase the usual wet spells, but forecasters say there's also usually a midsummer dry spot that month. There's a 50 percent probability of above normal temperatures for the next two months, and forecasters say you can also expect, quote, intense nighttime heat, along with warmer than usual daytime temps. Looking at precipitation, Cayman saw 2.7 inches of rain between January and March, which is below the climatological range. The May to July outlook usually sees 15 to 19 inches of rain, and the outlook calls for 45 percent probability of above-normal rainfall. Historically, during this period, there's 18 to 28 wet days, and the forecast is actually for more at 21 to 36 days in the next three months. Between three Three and six wet spells are the norm for May to July, and the forecast calls for zero to one point five extreme wet spells for Cayman this period. Looking at temperature between January and March, the average temp was 80 degrees, which was slightly higher than normal. The usual temperature range from May to July at Owen Roberts is about 84 degrees, and the outlook is for a 50% chance of above normal temperatures. The usual higher night and daytime temperatures are also forecast for the period of May to July. Usually there's seven heat wave days over the next three months, and there's a forty to fifty percent chance. Chance of at least seven heatwave days coming up in the next quarter. Reporting for Radio KMAN News, I'm Karsley Fuller.
0: The Department of Children and Family Services has named local cadet Trevor Carmola Jr. as its 2021 Child Month Award recipient.
1: Despite his young age, Trevor has quite has had quite an interesting life so far. He survived a serious bout of meningitis at nine years old, and having made a full recovery, he dedicated his life to the Lord and was baptized following his release from the hospital. Trevor acknowledged that the Lord healed him and that he had many more things to do in his life.
0: During Sunday's kickoff service for Child Month, DCFS Director Paulinda Mendoza-Williams noted that at 11 years old, Trevor is the youngest recipient of the Proud of Them Award, the Commandant Award for Most Outstanding Overall Recruit, and the Most Outstanding Clifton Hunter School Recruit. In 2019, Trevor was awarded Cadet of the Year and had the distinct pleasure of welcoming Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, while in Cayman.
1: His most noble accomplishment, however is the saving of the life of Mr. Ray Terry whom he pulled from a house fire in Lower Valley on the afternoon of the 8th of April 2021. He attributes the rescue to instinct and his rescue operations training received from the cadet corps.
0: More than 20 interactive events are being planned for children of all ages across all three islands for Child Month, including a youth game night, a teen panel on Radio Cayman, a Talent Under the Stars event at Pedro Castle, and a Family Fun Day at the Turtle Center. To learn more about May's Child Month events, visit the DCFS Facebook page or call them at 949-0290. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.